Oops. Your culture's showing. And what does that mean? I don't know. I, I, <laughs> that's the point of the show. Exactly. We don't know that our culture is showing, when, but, but it is always showing. It's always there. Are you saying you saying I cannot help but have my culture show? You cannot help but have your culture show. So Absolutely. it's sticking out it's all there. the time. It's there. And sometimes that's okay. Yeah. And other times you got to zip it up. Well, I, I, I hear that. I, I just want to know whether or not it's just my culture or anybody's culture. Everybody. Everybody does that. Okay. That's it. And all so right. we all have to be a little bit more aware of it. And, and, and it is in everything. 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 I mean, you're sitting here having a cup of tea. Yeah. I'm having a cup of tea. Yeah. And there's a cultural thing in that. Well, even he, having a cup of tea. Okay, I I suppose I didn't I didn't mean to to do that, but but I guess you don't mean to do this, right? You just do it, and you don't even think about it. Right. So, what kind of tea is this? This is a well, mint this is tea. this is my tea right now over here. <laughs> so keep your grubby mitts off of it, and that's your tea over there. By the way, I'm Tom Peterson, and you and you're Dean and Foster. I'm not. You're uh, you're not Tom Peterson. Uh, some days I'm not Tom Peterson too, but th- th- today I am. And 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 you're Dean Foster or a reasonable facsimile. So you are the person who. Well, you are the host of the show. I am who's talking to me, the guest, because I'm. Well, the... you're the you're you're uh, you're more than a guest. More than a guest. Right? Yes, you're a constant contributor. <laughs> And pain like, in the you know what, like like the like like the guest who stay, like the house guest who stays like what W C Fields said uh, fish and house guests uh, begin Start, to smell after, after three days. Three days, yeah. yes. If, if we're in if we're in here for three days, that's a major problem. That's, and and by the way, and the and the 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 laughter you hear in the background is our producer Torin, and and we're here to talk to you about culture, and that's why we're mumbling on about. Uh, and I'm here to talk to you about nonsense. culture because I'm the guy who's been to over 100 countries and right. written five books about it, and supposedly I have something to say. Yeah, and you've run a couple companies too, I think. I think we did that also. Yes. Okay, I, I right. vaguely remember that. Right. I uh, and I, and I kind of come out of uh, television, theater, and that kind of stuff, and voiceover world, and. Uh, and I'm teaching college right now. Who thought that would happen? And with all of that, yeah, we share certain similarities, like having a cup of tea. Yep. And by the way, it's it's late in the afternoon that we're doing this, so it's around four o'clock. Now that's a cultural thing, right there. The the the, the, the mid afternoon tea break. But I know that in England, very English, a, very much, very English. That, that we have tea. I love it to start my day with a cup of coffee. Yes. Midday cup of tea. Cup of tea. End of the day, glass of wine. This All is right. civilization. This well, is the way it, it if go. only that were it, right there. <laughs> if only. But um, all right. Well, it, it, we're we're sitting here with this with this tea. And by the way, uh, you and I have been sharing cups of tea for for several decades now. And um, not the same cup. Absolutely same cup. It's a really <laughs> disgusting cup at this stage. So you you were saying that, and I was mumbling in there about uh, being British and so on for tea, but it's not only British, right? There's there's other ceremonies around the world. Yes. Oh, yes, yes. And and I'm thinking that you know the tea that we that we're sipping right now is this uh, mint tea from Morocco. Okay. And of course, we're not in Morocco right at this moment. But if we Wait, were drinking tea in Morocco, there'd be a little bit of a it'd be served differently. Why? Be, in what way? It it well it would. First of all, the tea would be brewed, and then it would be put in this samovar-type 
a large urn. Oh, nice. And it will be poured into a small cup, yeah. your small cup, my small cup, uh, poured into this from a great height and a great distance. So the pourer would, would hold this urn up and pour it so that there was a huge spout of mint tea coming into this tiny cup. Is there a splash zone with that? No, that's the thing. The skill is in not to splash it or waste a drop. Really? And yep. they, so this is a highly skilled and quite risky occupation. Very, very skilled. And it's hot. Yeah. And it's often pre-sweet. The tea's hot and the, the weather's hot. hot. And the weather's hot, too. Yeah, well, okay. not always hot in Morocco, no. but generally. All right. Yeah. And so it's, it's often pre-sweetened. As the tea in most of the Arab world that served to you will be a lot of sweetening yeah pretty right. sweetened so don't put sugar in it until you taste it right right but then here's the difference you go to east asia yes and the tea in china and japan and, and that part of the world often it will be served without sugar and the expectation is you don't put sugar in it okay. certainly green teas yes or teas that have not been roasted yes they're green teas you don't put sugar in them don't ask for sugar and the green tea is drunk a lot in Japan, for example, and parts of China, it would be insulting to ask for sugar to put in the, your tea. Sure. It, okay. It, it, the bitterness is part of the joy of it. So, but it, here's a, here's my question about all of this. Why do I care? Uh, it, well, you may not care, actually. Okay. And in fact, I don't care that you don't care. Well, I don't care that you don't care that I don't care. <laughs> well, there we go. That's so either a song <laughs> or a, an introduction to, to Philosophy 101. <laughs> Didn't Kierkegaard say something like that? Uh, yes, but uh, then she got took her coat and went home. Um, <laughs> I thought so. Oh, that Kierkegaard. That Kierkegaard. Sandra Kierkegaard. Yeah, uh, remember her? Right. She was great. She was great. Uh, but she S loved tea. Sister of Soren. Sandra. Yeah. Yes. Sandra loved love tea. Green tea or green tea, Japanese tea. green tea. Now, I actually have had several Japanese green teas, which are really good if you like, as you say, it's very leafy. And, and is that bitter. A word? It can be bitter, bitter yeah, tasting. Bitter. Uh -huh. I've learned in my life to, to enjoy the bitter taste of things. Have you? I When I was younger, I didn't like bitter things. No? Um, no? Uh, no. But Hold on. I'll try to wake the people up who are listening <laughs> right now. <laughs> but lately, I, I enjoy bitter greens, yeah. for example. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. I don't know. Maybe yeah, yeah. Well, I think you've gotten a little bitter as you got older. I'm. That's uh, just or, a, or maybe an just the, the bitter the bitterness in my life has leaked away, will, and so <laughs> I something's enjoy. leaked away. I know that. Well, <laughs> well, that is that is not something we want to talk about right now. So here we are with our tea. If I'm in Morocco, or if I'm in London. Or I'm in Beijing and I'm going to drink tea with people. The it's ceremonies will be different. There are ceremonies, and and is it in this day and age? Is that ceremony a big deal? And in this day and age, if is this going to influence people if I don't do it correctly? No, or, okay. I don't. I, I don't think so. But but, what, but, but isn't is it, gonna, it just nice to be know? A benefit right? to me if I do it. I think in, so. Or try to do it. I think fundamentally, you know, if you don't understand it, you don't necessarily have to do it or even do it right. I right. mean, for example, the Japanese tea ceremony is, is very complex. Mm -hmm. And you have to hold the cup a certain way and you have to turn it a quarter of a turn and then sip it and then bite a cookie and then turn it another quarter of a turn and you have to turn in the right direction. Mm -hmm. It gets very complex. And, okay. and what's the purpose of that? You know, and for you as a visitor to Japan at this point in time, probably none. But those fine points 
while you might not need to know them, point to the deeper point, I think, which can affect your, your enjoyment of, of the tea. Like if you didn't know not to put or even ask for sugar, then that's just going to spoil the taste, you know, and, yeah. and others who might be enjoying that tradition would probably feel uncomfortable that you don't understand it and you're there. Okay. Can you ask questions? Yes, you can. For example, in Japan, as a Westerner, the expectation is that you don't understand these things. So therefore, if you do respectfully ask questions about it, that's appreciated. And it gives them the chance to explain their culture to you. And I think as a general rule everywhere, asking respectfully about things you don't understand is most of the time a perfectly legitimate and very appropriate thing to do. And we don't do it enough. Okay. That's good to know. All right. It's never good really gotten me into trouble. You do it in a respectful kind of way. Sure. You know? Now, is that an excuse for not preparing? No. Right. You know, I think the, to the degree that you could prepare ahead of time, very important, which is why we're talking about it right now. Absolutely, because this is a way of preparing right here. Yes. Listen to Believe us. Believe it or not. Listen to us yeah. because... <laughs> Because we don't know what we're talking yeah, about. No idea. But, but, we don't, oh well. but we don't know a little less than other people. <laughs> we can be as dumb as anybody else. So but maybe just not are. that dumb. No, not, not quite as dumb. <laughs> Somewhat dumbless. <laughs> okay. If I'm doing business in those places, or even if I'm a student who's there on school or something, and I'm with a family, and now I'm at one of these ceremonies... I get it into my mouth, and this is not not a good experience. Mm, right? You're not enjoying. It. I'm not enjoying this. Yeah, swallow I'm, it anyway. So, but but seriously, is that is it? Basically, go ahead, try to swallow it. If and, well, what and, else are you going to do? And can can you not drink it? You could spit it out. Well, right? yeah. Let's say you don't spit it out. Yeah. All right. Okay. So you you. Maybe you sip a little sip. and and see what it tastes like, and you're going. I don't know if I can drink this stuff. Sipping is the key. Yeah, and I think it's very important to do that, especially if the liquid or the drink is used in a toast, ah. right? And it could be alcoholic. So in all around the world, toasting and drinking is, is a social event in most places, not all places, but most places. If you don't want to drink the, the alcohol at nine o'clock in the morning, if you don't want to drink the vodka at nine o'clock in the morning in Poland, <laughs> you know, or in Russia. Right. Um, and it's and it's not uncommon at a business meeting to have the shot glasses come out. Really? At a business and, meeting? And yeah. Yeah. In, in Moscow, it okay. could be. And okay. uh, every, or Budapest, Put it to your lips. You got to make the toast. You got to go through the ceremony. You don't have to drink it. You could just wet your lips, mm -hmm. right? But don't ever refuse the hospitality. What's the chances you're going to run into it if you're over there? And, and... If you're a visitor, the chances of running into it are very good. Okay. Because these are social events that are an effort to build relationships based on the way that culture likes to build relationships, particularly with, with, with non-locals. Right. If you're in somebody's home, they're not going through the ceremony every day with each other. Sure. Right. But they will go through it with you. So you almost become an excuse to do it in yeah. some cases. Yeah. Okay. And it's an honor. Yeah. And this, you know, these things happen with tea, with, but often also with coffee. There's whole, all these traditions of coffee. If you're in Ethiopia, one of the world's greatest coffee. Excellent. I, coffee. I think coffee actually started. There's some in. Can, can we have torn? Torn, you want to check up? that for us? Yeah, the origins of coffee, I think. Yeah, or origins Ethiopia. of coffee. Right. I think it was Ethiopia. See what you can find for sure. us. Yeah. So you're still it, awake, Torn? Okay, good. So <laughs> if you're given coffee there, first of all, the coffee is roasted in front of you. Okay. Right. And then it's ground. Yeah. And then it's brewed. So right. there's oh, those oh. three steps. Wow. And then you poured the first cup, you're expected to drink it. 
mm-hmm. right? And you don't ask for milk or cream or anything like that. Right. And then you, you, you drink a second cup. And this stuff can be highly caffeinated. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to be offered a third cup. Okay. And this may go on. Th- this might occur toward the end of, let's say, a meeting, right? Yep. It's very important, no matter when this happens, to drink all three cups. Because okay. the first cup is a symbol of the fact that we're becoming friends. Okay. The second cup is that we are friends. Mm-hmm. And the third cup is that we can now depend on each other. Mm. Right? So This is in Ethiopia. In Ethiopia. Okay. Yep. Yes. And now let me ask about size. Okay. Size matters. Size does matter. Just about everything. Are we are we t- <laughs> and here we are. Um, are we talking like a demi-toss cup? Are we talking a regular, what the Americans, the U.S. would think about a, a coffee cup? Now these or are, are we talking about a mug size or a bowl? No, usually small. small. Small, so closer to a demi-toss. Yes. So the three cups, although highly caffeinated, right. are not necessarily going to be overwhelming to you. And actually, I can already smell the coffee being brewed. Mm-hmm. That's like fabulous. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're in, let's say, Gulf Arabia, right? Alcohol is, is in many, most of the countries there, not all, but most of the countries there is prohibited, right? So right. drinking all day long is going to be tea, coffee, tea, coffee, tea, coffee, tea, all day long in an effort to show hospitality to you, right. the guest. Right. So you'll always be offered a cup of tea, a cup of coffee, tea, coffee, tea. Highly caffeinated, often pre-sweetened. By the time you get to the third cup of whatever it is, you know, you're buzzing. You bet. Right? Yeah, sure. So this is like we're downing uh, straight Coke at this oof. point. I mean, Coca-Cola. Right. You don't want any more, right? But you can't refuse it uh-huh. because if you refuse it, you're refusing the hospitality. Sure. The, the effort at hospitality, which is an insult. Can you slow it down? Well, you can. What do you do? You sip it. Take a okay. sip. Okay. Put it down. Okay. And wait a while. Yeah. Right. But once that cup is emptied, you are now obligating your host to fill, to it, fill up it back up again. By the way, in Gulf Arabia, a little unique way of, of saying I don't want any more is when the effort to fill your cup is made, mm-hmm. you hold the cup, lift it up off the table, hold it in your hand, and just wiggle it from side to side. Kind of rock it back rock and forth. Rock it back and forth. Okay. Right. Twi- turning your wrist. Yeah, that means no more. It. Thank you. Okay. Right. And a oh, lot of okay. people it's would kind inter- of saying no. I can. I, it's, a lot of people yeah, interpret yeah. that as saying uh, it's empty. Fill it up, please. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's the other way around. Yeah, sure. Because if I was sitting at a bar and I had a glass of yeah. beer and I picked it up and shook it like that, the bartender would come over and fill it up. Right. Or give me a right. new one. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I don't think the people in the United States, anyway, understand the importance the British put in the method of making their tea. And this is like a daily basis. This isn't even just at a, at a ceremony. Am I right? I Absolutely. Mean- it's the pot to the kettle. It's never the kettle to the pot. Right, right. Right? Because if you lift the kettle where you're boiling the water off the stove and yeah. take it over to the pot, yeah. well, you've already cooled it. It's cooling already. Okay. And then you pour that boiling water into the pot with the tea leaves for the steeping. Yeah. At that point, the water may be cooler than it should be. You want that water to be busting, boiling hot, right? So, Better to steep with. Right. So right. you bring the pot to the kettle. You never bring the kettle to the pot. That Words would be to like, live by. Uh, you know, and that's if you're being mum. Okay. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Being mum is what the Brits say. You know, two guys getting together, one's going to make the tea. Yep. So one of them's got to be mum. 
Okay. Right. So I'll be mum. <laughs> and then I bring the kettle to I the pot. I remember a little club once like that, but uh, that's another story. <laughs> it's um, because in the U.S., we're, we're kind of like, you know, just drag the thing over Stick here. Stick a tea bag in a mug and put it in the microwave. Do it. Yeah. And, right. and heat it up. Now you don't microwave. And it, you tea. pretty much insulted an entire nation if you do that there. Yeah. And while I certainly don't intend to insult an entire nation, I'm going to try to not insult you by telling you that we're going to take a short break right now. Got any questions for us? Well, if you do, there's a couple of ways to get hold of us. First of all, on email, our email address is oopscultureshow at gmail.com. And our handle on Twitter is oopscultureshow. Pretty clever, huh? So talk to us. Um, good. Torn, did you get anything for us on uh, on the origin of coffee? Yes. Coffee can trace its origins back to the 11th century in the ancient coffee forests of the Ethiopian Plateau. So there you go. Ah, ah there we go. Ding, 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 ding. Well, that's one in a row for you. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> when When is the duck going to come down and give me $100? <laughs> Unfortunately, I can't do that for you. Well, <laughs> and if any of the listeners understand that reference, <laughs> if you understand the duck reference, you're really? 427 years old. Wake up. Yes. Yes. We probably had to dig you up for you to do that. <laughs> well, it's we're putting all this emphasis on coffee and tea. No, and but it, it's true on wines and and drinks, you know, toasting we mentioned before. Yeah, sure. And like if you're sitting at the Chinese banquet right. in China, and you will always go to a Chinese banquet. The Chinese banquet, okay. Yeah. I mean, if you're a guest and you're over in China, one uh -huh. of the first things they're going to do is they're going to take you out some night sooner than later and wine and dine you at the Chinese banquet. So you're having drinks, and maybe you have a beer glass, and maybe you have a whiskey glass, and and you drink it down, right? Yeah. And you, you want some more beer. Yeah. Right. And there's a bottle of beer right in front of you. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. And your glass is empty. So what would you do in the States? You'd take that bottle and you'd pour it into your glass. Right. Big no-no in China. Okay. How come? Well, you just prove to them that you're a barbarian, which is what they suspect <laughs> anyway. I was going to say. <laughs> no, I, I, say that I say that because historically, going back to, in China... Uh, before the Chinese actually had a lot of experience with Westerners, they were just beginning to... The, the idea was that Westerners were admired for their technical accomplishments and achievements right. civilizationally, but socially we were viewed as barbarians because we, we weren't as sensitive to the human dynamics and the human interactions that are, that are so important in Chinese culture. Mm -hmm. So here we are filling up our own glass with beer. Right. No, you're not taking care of your neighbor. And you're not giving your Chinese, uh, ch your, the, the Chinese fellow who's sitting next to you, the opportunity to take care of you, which right, is right. their obligation. Ah, in a culture like China, where it's always about the other person. Okay, right? yeah, your relationship with the other person. So, if your glass is less than half full and you want some more beer, and maybe your Chinese friend has kind of had, had a few beers too, and they're not really focused on the fact that your glass is empty. Yes. What you do is you pick up that beer bottle and instead of filling your own glass, uh -huh. you put a few drops in his glass. Okay. All right. And that's the signal to him that yep. he now has to fill your glass. Okay. Right? Okay. And that's how you get your glass full in China. All right. Huh. And that's really a metaphor for working in China. Take care of their needs first, and that you are now obligating them to take care of your needs. 
Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think that that would be tough for most Western... Wait, I'm sorry. I, this is not a good news story, uh, <laughs> but it's a fact. <laughs> Nonetheless, <laughs> it's... Okay, fine. Uh, but I, it's still that's that that I can see how um, Westerners, people from the U.S., would easily screw that one up. Mm-hmm. That's a that's an that's an easy one to screw up. Sure. Proving over and over again that you are the barbarian they suspect you in, are. in their interpretation. Absolutely, and we think, well, then take care of your own bottle of beer. It's so it yeah. Each side is always correct in their own mind up to a point. Oops, your culture's showing. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Excuse me. Let me. One second but here. Okay. if we go to Argentina, yeah. Oh, well, whoa, whoa! <laughs> we just changed hemispheres. How did that happen? It's, it must be that magnetic pole thing again. What's happening with that magnetic? Couple thousand pole? years. It's gonna do. This. The sucker's gonna flip right over. <laughs> Who it's gonna said? Flip right over. I don't know. Someone said it's on the internet. It's got to be true. So, <laughs> is it really on the in, uh, on the interwebs? On the on the interweb thing. That worldwide thing. thing? Yeah, yeah. That crazy yeah. interweb thing. Yep. Somebody, I, I, we're saying it on it, so it must be true, right? So seriously, it's flipping. Yeah, it's a, this is a real thing. Can that happen? Is that allowed? If it's a real thing, it's going to happen. I don't. I and and look, I am zero expert in this. Okay, I, I just have read a little bit about it and heard a little bit about it. I don't believe it's the kind of thing where we're all going to go, oh, God, and like everything's going to fall off the shelves and we're going to tip over. I don't think like, that's like what's Like Y2K? Well, first of all, it's 2,000 years from now. So so if I'm going, oh, God, at anything, that's going to be amazing. But it's, it's, as I understand it, it reverses it so that now north is up and north is down and south is up. And And I don't know if there's a process. I don't know if they have to fill out paperwork. I have no idea, but I'm going to bet they probably do. I'm sure there's zoning regulations. Well, somebody's going to make money off of here. this. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> right. <laughs> Maybe you could get someone, a lawyer will defend you against the flip of the polls. Well, and given the fact that here's the, and there's a cultural thing in this. Is there? And, yes. Thank goodness. <laughs> given the fact that cultures develop differently in part, yes. not only, but yes. in part because of geographic and topographic location. Right. Of climate, weather, right? Does this mean that the cultures that develop further north are now going to have to become more like the cultures in the south and vice versa? Well, okay, that that becomes really interesting because if when you really look at it, because if and and tell me if I'm mistaken, which I know you will, if if <laughs> no, <laughs> if if you go but the it, the planet warms in the equatorial region. So as you go towards that, it warms, but then as you go away from it, it cools. So do you have similar cultural aspects from the people in the farther north and the people in the farther south areas? Are uh, they more I know you do si- in the ones similar? closer to the equator mm-hmm. on both sides of the equator, both hemispheres. So if you, as you go away, let's say you go to the Scandinavian countries or you go down to the tip of uh, South America. It is, yeah. It, are you going to find, I mean, other than the other type of influences on culture. Right. If we can just isolate out the influence location, of topography, geography, and geography. Yes. Right. And weather and, and weather. stuff like that. Because you're obviously going to have significant seasons in those both both those places. Right. And, and, and that would, has a, an effect on culture, right? It absolutely does. It okay. absolutely does. For example, 
as the as you move north or south, right, right, right. into the colder regions, you have to go from tropical to temperate to frigid, right? right? And so the crops that you grow as you move from those locations are different. Sure. Um, so crops in the tropics are growing all the time. Yeah, right. So there's no seasons necessarily to that, which means that human beings can organize themselves without concern for um, storage and harvest, right? But as you move into a temperate zone, whether mm. it's north or south, then the crops are different. These crops have a seasonal aspect to them. So they have to be harvested at a certain time and you have to store them at a certain time mm. and they're not going to grow over the winter. And this creates a different way of for human beings to think about how they organize themselves. Because mm -hmm. if you don't get out there in time to harvest them, you may starve through the winter. Right. 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 So you don't have the luxury of year round fruiting and sprouting as you would in the tropics. So you have to build a society that is now organized and much more forward thinking or, or else you have to be able to project yourself into the future yeah okay all right that's Ooh. that's that's a very different mindset a little sci-fi there well it's a little sci-fi well it, it, it's so th going back to what you were asking about before I, it sort of sounds like because i think and again don't uh, you know don't go with me on this baby but i i think the pole flip is, is, is it, are we calling it is that what we call it that's the what i'm calling the it. pole flip i'm calling it the pole flip i've already that? i've already <laughs> Patented that. It sounds like so something don't try in the, to get in on it. something in the Summer Olympics, actually. Uh, it's the, the famous pole, <laughs> pole flip. flip. Right. Yes, yes. <laughs> How that's <laughs> not well, a not a pole vault. But pole, a flip. pole flip. And during that time, I think they will have that in the Olympics. <laughs> You're going to have to just start in one hemisphere and end in another. It's it's <laughs> that's, not easy. It's quite a vault. It's a, it's a that's a big pole. Right. Uh, it's a big pole. Well, Elon Musk will figure that out. He'll, <laughs> he will, he'll give us a help. He will. He'll still be around, right. actually, at that right. point. Good old Elon. Yeah. Um, okay. So it, it, so it seems like maybe, I mean, other than the other factors that we started to talk about that we we're not going to go into right now, but that the other areas that are influence culture, those cultures might not be impacted as much. If, if we were swapping out the poles to, like the North Pole was going to the equator, I think we have a big time difference. That's going to be a bigger problem than if the North Pole goes to the South Pole. Right. Because basically, I think they're just kind of changing places. But it's the same thing, right? Well, it's sort of, you know, you, you, know, got a who's, you know who's got a problem with it? I have no idea. The penguins. Ah, good point. Because they're only right now yeah. on the South Pole. Are they polar acclimated? Just the way polar bears are only right now, I think. In the I, North I believe Pole. you're right. With that. Torrent, can we double check that? Polar bears only in the north. We pole, know that Torrent. the penguins that? are only in the south, yeah. but are the polar bears only in the north? That's the question. Okay, I'll take a look. But uh, of course, but, but, but there are any, penguins. But, there are penguins in Hawaii, but so the, in South Africa, they just lost their way. But <laughs> they they flipped years ago what and had nothing to do with what this. What are penguins doing in Hawaii? Vacationing, I think. <laughs> vacationing. I think they're snowbirds. They are. They're having a great time. <laughs> I wish I was them. Come on. <laughs> if you're going to be a penguin, why not Hawaii? Really? Um, that's a long trip. That's a long trip. It's a very long trip to Waddle. It, it's <laughs> Where's Waddle? Because they can't fly, right? It's in Australia, isn't it? Waddle? No, in Australia, it's Waddle Waddle. I see. Okay. Um, I, play, I used to play the Waddle Waddle in Australia. <laughs> really? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Was that the instrument or the No, or the I sport? lost two out of three. Yes. <laughs> yes. It was... I, th I thought it was an indigenous instrument from it's, Hawaii. Well, it, a three-stringed instrument from Hawaii. Is it? 
Is yeah, it? That made its way to Australia. Okay. Yeah. It, it's... <laughs> sure. Um, okay. So we've got we've got the, the polar magnetic poles flipping place. Uh, and that we, we you think probably given the factors, it's not going to have a huge influence on cultures unless there's there's another factor here that 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 is just not well, realized. I don't it, think it influences our daily lives. Does it mean that much. everybody in the north has to move to the south it and, does. and vice versa? It does. Yes. Um, yeah. So I'd make your reservation now. <laughs> Because <laughs> the airlines are going to make Oh, it's not going to be good. <laughs> They're going to make a By then, of Elon Musk will be taking you up down there on his rocket ship. It's Or whatever they call it at the so time. So nothing really serious, seriously is So on to that happen. topic. Yes, go ahead, Torin. So polar bears live in the Arctic near the North Pole. They do not live in the South Pole. Right. And penguins live in the South Pole in the, on Antarctica and not in the North Pole. I th- so are they going to have to switch places? That's a good, good question. That's what we're trying to figure out. It's It's like... I don't know. Is it because they go, oh, my gosh, this is no longer the magnetic South Pole. I, I, I better go find it. Maybe there's something about the magnetic pole right now that is in the north that only attracts, that has something to do with polar bear survival and, and penguin survival in the south. And if they if it flips, what happens to these creatures? I mean, I think they're going to have to. to by that gonna, time, they'll to all fl- be melted anyway. They're going to so have to flip it's, out. It's all going to, it's, it's my, and my guess, it's like sort of humans. It's probably all about food anyway. And as long as the food's still there that, that you're eating, yeah. you're, you're probably still there. Okay, all this talk about eating has made me hungry. So uh, how about we take a short break and uh, I'll go get a snack. While listening to this, you may think, hey, you know, I wonder, well, if you have a question like that and want to ask us, there's a couple of ways you can do it. One would be through email, which is oopscultureshow at gmail.com. That's O-O-P-S cultureshow at gmail.com. And then there's also our handle on Twitter, which is oopscultureshow. That's O-O-P-S cultureshow. I know, I know, it's not original, but, but it works, Okay takes us to Argentina. It where, does take us to Argentina. How did is, that happen? Well, I was going, I, I think. Yeah, you I did go I to Argentina t- uh, on me. Yeah. And that's how we talked about the pole that's flips. Right. Because in Argentina, we were talking about coffee and tea. Right. And the national drink there is, uh, well, other than Argentine wine, or Argentinian wine, the national drink is uh, matcha. It's, it's like a, like herbal mate, right? Yerba mate, the yerba matcha that we would see in the stores. Okay, yes, yes. Um, so it's I've like, had that. It's like a tea. Yes, it but is. It's not, but it's not the tea plant. It's a different plant. Right. And but you, in in certain doses, it's supposed to be very good for you. Yes, it has a it has a that bitterness. It is bitter. Right. Okay, right. Like yep. a green tea, uh, and and that's very healthy. It's an antioxidant. Yes. Right. And so. You drink that in Argentina often at the end of a lovely meal, a nice meal, and it's a and it's a there's a social ceremony with this too. Okay, right. Mm-hmm. So it usually is served in a in a gourd. Uh huh. You know, one of those like what isn't <laughs> the best things in life are served <laughs> in a gourd. <laughs> now there's a t-shirt. There's a t-shirt. <laughs> When you're out of your gourd, who said that? There was some comedian. Who yeah, said, no, that was a common phrase. Being out of your Argentine? gourd. Was he Argentine? I let's say yes, because it fits the story, and why not? No one's gonna look it up. 
It's, except that's, for Torin, who's about to look it up. Look and see. Who, who is the comic who said, who said I'm out of my gourd? Yeah, right. out of your gourd. Yes. All right, but like those those pumpkin vegetables, right? It's like a gourd. Right, so, right, yeah. So you brew the matcha in the gourd. Yep. And um, a silver straw is put into the gourd. Ah, uh, Argentine. And, yes, right. okay. And then it's passed around to everybody who's at the table. Yes. So you get everyone gets to sip out of the same silver straw. Okay. You take a sip of the matcha and you pass it to the next person. Okay. And they have a sip and you pass it around. And and that's how we sort of like passing the peace pipe, right? And right. that's how we enjoy that drink in, in Argentina. Huh. Okay. No sugar. It's bitter. It's bitter and it's now but is it's hot. is that something that is not, is fairly frequent that you would yes. run into? Yes. It's, Interesting. That's okay. a way to socialize on a Friday night. Is it Saturday legitimate night? to wipe off the tip of the straw before you use it? No, you don't want to do that. You don't want to do that. No. You just go ahead and, and You're with friends. And sip so it. that's implying that you can and this is showing your friendship. Is is that would that be accurate? Yeah, I yeah. think so. Okay. It's it's hot too, you know, so it's yeah. going to kill any germs that come up through it, up through the straw. Okay, we'll go with that. It's uh, it's probably bogus, but we'll but go I, with it anyway. I know nothing about medical <laughs> science, Absolutely. So. so I would take your word for it in a heartbeat. <laughs> Sounds legitimate to me. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, you know that's that's a similar challenge in Korea. Uh-huh. Um, because in Korea, the traditional way of passing a drink, yes, for example, would be um, the the host fills their glass. Yep. Right. They take a a shot, right, from yep. their glass. It's Korean whiskey. Yeah. Then they fill it again and pass it to the person next to them. Okay. All right. And that person, now he they're drinking out of the same glass that the host just drank out of. Right. 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 They take a drink it. Fill the glass, pass it to the next person. Okay. So everybody's getting a chance to drink out of the host's glass. Same glass. But every time down the line, you're getting the host and somebody else who drank out of that glass. So we're adding, we, we, this thing is a Petri dish yeah, by the so time you, we get Yeah, so you got 20 people at the table you and right. you're number 19? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well... <laughs> Now, see, I can see, I can see people from the U.S. Uh, look, people give you a hard time if they get a, a glass that's not a hundred percent clean in the in the restaurant, right? And it it may be perfectly fine, but it doesn't look right to them. So they're over in Korea, and and this is going to take place, and they're not aware that this is going to happen, and it starts to happen to them. I mean, I I could see some of these people really reacting. Almost not not violently, but but physically, hmm. you know, like they they almost a gag reflex. Well, like I said, this is not good news necessarily. No, but this is the way it is. <laughs> Suck it up and and drink some. You're in Korea. Yeah, when in Korea, that's the old saying goes. Oops, your culture's showing. <laughs> oh, it's all showing all over the place. You bet. Yeah, it's so. <laughs> I can see a real hesitation on the part of the person uh, uncertain. If you're number 19. So, you know, if, yeah. depending on where you are asked to sit or right. shown to sit right. at the table, and you should always wait to be shown to, to where to sit because where they seat you is an indication of their sense of your importance. Importance. Right? Okay. Yes. And it's not to be felt like it's the same as it would be in Western 
in Western That's cultures. That's right. You may not be seen as the, as the equal to the host. You right. may be seen as somebody down the line. The head of the that. table or the middle of the table or whatever it happens to be are different things in different cultures. Oh, that's, yes, that's right. At, yes, that's another podcast, I think. I, I think so. Right. Because that's very complicated. But suffice it to say, the, the quick and dirty response is that in East Asia, Korea included most restaurants you're going to be sitting at round tables. Mm. So it's hard to identify the head or the middle, right? But wherever the key host is sitting, that's the key spot you want to be at. I dated a few people that was hard to figure out the head or the middle. <laughs> it was strange. Um, and but did but did it ultimately matter? It didn't. No. I was the 19th person, I think. But that's a totally different story. That's, uh, okay. Um, yes. So Korea. So you're going to get that, you're number 19 at a table of 20. It just changed the whole uh, dynamic, didn't you know, it? And you got to put your lips on that glass. <laughs> so everything that everybody else got, you just got. You just got to, yeah, yeah. Well, a lesson, boys and girls, there's a lesson for you. The lesson is you hope that liquor is really, really strong. <laughs> Maybe like wood alcohol would be a good thing to be drinking at that point. Oh, um. and just a, and a fine yes. point. Um, uh, when, when we'll be you, a judge of that, but go ahead. When you pass the glass in Korea, <laughs> um, you always pass it with your right hand uh-huh. and your right arm's elbow should be supported with your left hand. Did I say that right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah you've got your left hand, you've your got left your left hand, hand on is, your right elbow right. and the glass is in your right hand. And then you pass it and you pass it that way really so the extra support with your left hand shows extra sincerity and you huh. want to you want to pass and receive anything in korea that way is that right yeah, a business card business cards too yes um now wh- do you have any clue tea, where that came from a gift how did that evolve you got, do you have any idea the evolution of that i, I i'm going to guess and i don't know okay. for sure bec- but um, Korea's neighbors, Japan, China, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, everything is done with two hands. Uh-huh. So if I pass that same cup of something in China or Japan, right. it would be done with two hands. If it's a business card, it would be done with two hands. If right. it's a gift of some sorts, receiving or giving, it would be done with two hands. Okay. But in Korea, it's one hand supported on my elbow with the other. Huh. Maybe it was a way to distinguish themselves because they were always in the shadow of two great other civilizations. Right. And one of the right. things about Korean civilization that's important to recognize and honor is the fact that they make a real effort to distinguish themselves we are not chinese we are not japanese yes we are korean yes and in fact we have an ancient civilization that in many ways uh, goes further back and is and was more advanced sooner than either of our neighbors interesting yeah so yeah so maybe it was a way to distinguish themselves but uh, but i'm not sure maybe torrent can check that for there us. could be another thing if you can so busy checking so many things i know i know and we have to wake him up each time <laughs> so if uh, torin see if you can <laughs> see hello hello torin uh, see if you can if you can find anything about uh the the tradition that we just described about the um the left hand on the right elbow when handing Something in Korea to someone else. Kore- Korean elbow thing. Got it. There you go. I'm the sure Korean that'll do it. Thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, Torin. While you're doing that, I'm going to elbow my way out to the kitchen and get something to uh, to drink and eat because I'm just starving today. <laughs> <laughs> 
let's take a short break, okay? Okay, listen, the way to get hold of us is oopscultureshow at gmail.com. And our Twitter handle is Oops Culture Show. Whether this is the first episode or the third episode or whatever episode that you've listened to, if you're still listening at this point, I think you might like this. And if you do, you should really subscribe. Because if you subscribe, these things will just show up for you and you can listen to them whenever you want to. That's the best way to go, really. Honestly, I know what I'm talking about. All right, so just subscribe through iTunes or through wherever you get your podcasts from. But do it today, okay? Subscribe. Thank you. Korea's been in the news a lot in the United States for varieties of reasons, including the Koreans are the hosts for the Winter Olympics in 2018, and uh, but also because of the ongoing situations with North Korea. Oh, the constant political tensions. Yes. And so we're hearing a lot, some of which is probably accurate and some of it probably isn't in some ways, or exaggerated or something, because that's that's the normal course of how humans communicate, um, which goes to part of my expertise. But it, it is also um, that this understanding, like you're talking about, that this isn't just some country that has, and civilization that has relied on the Chinese, who are their northern neighbor, or the Japanese, who are across a relatively short span of water, um, or, or so on. Um, these are, these are people that are a proud civilization that has been split in two. Right. They've been heavily influenced by Chinese culture yeah. and by Japanese culture. The Japanese invaded Korea. Th- oh, three major historical invasions. So there's a the very powerful history of the Japanese several hundred in, years. Recent, in recent history. Right. Yes. A- and Chinese prior to that. Right. Um, but you know they are separated from their neighbors by on three sides by water, yes, and on the fourth side by a very very high and rugged mountain range. Mm. So they kind of developed independently mm-hmm. while being influenced. They were also independently and okay. on their own, and that sense of isolation. I mean, historically, the Koreans referred to themselves as the Hermit Kingdom. Yes, right. Um, so that historic isolation has also influenced the development of their culture mm. and their sense of unique identity. Mm-hmm. You know, they have, for example, a written script. Mm-hmm. Their language, Korean, if you write it out in script, is very different from from Japanese or Chinese. Okay. Oh, that's see, that's interesting because uh, Japanese and Chinese use characters, characters that are been derived from a similar source. Right. Uh, well, J- Japanese scripts, yes. ve- uh, the, the the two major Japanese scripts derive from Chinese characters, right? right? But in Korea, no, we created alphabet. And that mm. alphabet spells out words, and that and Korean script is an alphabet. It's not characters. It's almost more toward a a European or or Western, Western style. style yes, mm-hmm. a Western style purpose to okay. the script. Interesting. Um, so these are letters with sounds that spell words. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's called Hangul, and the Koreans are extremely proud of having done this mm-hmm. at a time when the Chinese and the Japanese were both developing. Yeah. Their script. They hadn't even. F- finish that process Mm. right so they see themselves as having achieved many many unique things and they really do want to stand out in opposition to the perception of the chinese and japanese being the major players in in asia yes yes it's it and it, it, it unfortunately the the circumstances that currently exist with the united states at least and and other in other areas in the in the western world 
and and North Korea and the separation from that. We're getting a certain feel for them that becomes a very cold look at an ancient civilization there too. Now that is not it, it's not about the right or wrong of what they happen to be doing because that's a, that's not the the point of this discussion. But it's but it is about the idea that these are much deeper societies that have these kind of traditions and cultures that that need to be recognized in any kind of dealings with them to, to get this done. And, and the interesting thing in Korea is that the, the North-South thing is a political thing. It's strictly a political thing. Uh-huh. They are the same two cultures, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. So Northern Korean and Southern Korean. I mean, obviously, after a generation of political isolation and separation, uh, there have been developed different attitudes. And certainly, you know, the economics of the North being different from the economics of the South creates a different mentality, too. But if fundamentally, it's the same culture. Right. North and Southern Koreans. And it's fundamentally it's the same language and right. the same history. Sure. But politically, it's different. And politically, and, and it's now been, I mean, the Korean War was the early 50s, 1950s. So we're just talking that part of conflict that's in there, although there's millennia of conflict and in you the see area. This, and you see this in many places, right? You yeah. Know, India and Pakistan. Yeah. Right. Uh, different religious right. orientations. Uh, but fundamentally the same culture. Anything we can say about Indian culture and we're going to say about Pakistani culture and vice versa. Mm -hmm. And we see this in many places. Yeah, Sure. There's another area too with with cultures now. The cultures are obviously going to develop from the point that, let's say, the the beginning of the Korean War when that is all being influenced by by the the U.S. and others coming in through, in, in essence, what was the United Nations coming into there, but predominantly United States, and coming in to fight for the South Koreans and the Chinese fighting and supporting the North Koreans. And so you've got that influx happening. And then you've got uh, the separation by the demilitarized zone that is there and has been there now for uh, a better part of, of a century. It's it's now it's not a century, but it's you're, you're into that second half of a century that they've been living like this. So most of the people living there, I would have to assume most of the people living there just know this to be the the world that they're living in. But the culture they're coming from and and the the culture and the influences they're getting. I mean, we have to see that those are developing or changing or not changing. Yeah, we don't know really because we don't sure. know enough about the North, what's right. going on there. Yeah. Know? I'm sure there are subtle changes. There have to be. But fundamentally, the two are the same culturally. And for so a long. Korean is a Korean for, is a Korean. For literally millennia. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I think it's fascinating and it's something that hopefully is paid attention to in the midst of things. But Well, we're paying attention to we it. We are. Listen to us. <laughs> we know what we're talking about. Did, and we're oh, saying it. So Torn, you, did you find anything out there about, that, about the elbow? <laughs> I did. About the Korean elbow? Yeah. Is, is, yeah. is that a sports Wait. injury? Korean it elbow. is a sports injury. I think it comes from arm wrestling. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> or passing a drink too many times. <laughs> there you go. That's my injury. <laughs> yes. And that's exactly what I found. No. Um, <laughs> so I mentioned um, using two hands as an act of respect, like you mentioned. But specifically, it appears to be, it appears to have originated from the practice of holding back the sleeve of the hanbok, the Korean, traditional Korean um, garment, so that it wouldn't touch the table or the ah. food, because it was considered very rude for the sleeves to touch the food, the table, or the drinks, and so the hand would therefore rest on the elbow as that's happening. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Whether you really found that or you made it up, I don't care. Perfect. It's just brilliant. <laughs> I made it all it's, up. No, I didn't. No. 
<laughs> and good for you if you did. That was really well done. Well, if you've yeah, seen right. pictures of the, of the traditional Korean garment, the hangbok, uh-huh. it, it, the sleeves cover the hands. Okay. So yes. you cannot see the hands. Uh, so, of course, uh, if you're going to use your hands, you've got to pull the sleeve up. I mean, how many times have I said that? My jaw drops. Yeah, I'm it's, just but, but stunned. <laughs> I mean, isn't it true that that's where culture is going to come from? It's going to come from the practicality of things as much as it is from any kind of formalized settings. Absolutely. Except that what is practical in one place may not be practical in another. So thus, different cultures. Because if I don't wear garments that cover my hands, I don't have to think about it. Right. Right. And why don't I wear garments that don't cover my hands? Well, because of uh, different climates or different other things that were- Or a sense of modesty or- Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. And, and we will be doing, by the way, we will, we're going to try to come up with the traditions and things like that of, that create some of these things. Like this one. This one, I mean, come on. We, we could have sat here for quite a while. I don't think we would have come up with that. No, it took Torin to, to, to yeah. imagine that. That's the only reason we have him involved. Right. Right. That <laughs> and laughing. <laughs> My imagination. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. I'm okay with that. Okay. If you look at the old family portraits the, the, and, the, and the ancestor portraits of, yes. of, chi- of Chinese, yes. ancestor portraits is, was a traditional art in China where you had the, the patriarch and the matriarch of the family sitting side by side on a chair yeah. in traditional robes, sure. right? Yeah. Very common with a scroll indicating who they were and, and the family. Uh, and everybody who could afford one would have a family portrait. Picture, portrait. Yeah. But but if you look, uh, usually, it, like portraits of Confucius or paintings of Confucius, the great Chinese philosopher, right. yes. always depicts him with his fingernails long. Very long. Very long. Yes. So what's that about? Why long fingernails? It's a little Howard Hughes. What Did Howard Hughes have long fingernails? He, well, in the, in the later years... <laughs> In the later years, he kind of went. He wasn't. He wasn't looking good, you know. And and he just never trimmed the nails at all, so they grew very long. And maybe for the same reason, because it's a sign of not needing to do manual labor. I think in his case, it was a sign of not knowing who he was or where he was. That may be. Yeah, yeah, maybe. We'll go with the not having to do manual labor. But in traditional Chinese culture, if I've got long fingernails, then I'm I must be of a caste or in the social hierarchy where I don't have to be out there in the fields. Yeah, because you're not doing that with those babies. Uh, Exactly. Exactly. Because they're long. We're talking long, long, long. Oh yeah. All right. And today that's usually symbolized because we're usually we're needing to use our fingers for our handhelds and our computers. Right. But the pinky nail often, the finger that's least used, yeah. even today in contemporary China, is often longer than the other nails. Oh, really? As a sign of the fact that you're still not having to do manual labor huh. the way it was done. Huh. Is that still as important? I mean, most systems, and there's most of the countries out there, I would say, I'm, and again, I'm just working off of what I think I know, which is very dangerous, but I'm, I'm thinking most of them have some sort of levels of, of status in a society. Yeah, I mean, you get three people together, you've got politics and status. Yeah. So if you do a whole, whole culture, that's going to be an important concern. Sure. Right? Okay. 
And so, and, and it's the, the you, these people want to be these people, and these people don't want those people to be these people, kind of thing. So you have you, so you have define yourself. You have things that def- define and demonstrate your role. Right, right, right. Just humans, what are you going to do? A, a you know? Dress does that everywhere. The way we yeah, dress. Yes. Oh yes, is a definition of our social role. Yes, and I'm meaning to talk to you about that because yeah. this is kind of sad. What, you know? What's happening? What do I need to do? Oh, oh you my sound like gosh. my wife. Now. Oh, we don't have enough time. <laughs> It's... She's always telling me, you can't wear that. <laughs> I'm going, why not? <laughs> you can't. You can't go outside looking like that. <laughs> Is she talking about your clothes with that? Or... Well, I'm assuming, but maybe yeah. I need to check into this I further. I think you should make clarification here. What else yeah. could she possibly be referring to? Who knows? To? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> I'm... You can't go out there looking like that. There you go. I think I've heard that also, and it, it wasn't my clothes. <laughs> or, so. or the other version is, did you look in a mirror? <laughs> <laughs> well, I try not to, if I can possibly help it. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> well, um, so yeah, I, there's this whole area over in Korea, and and. Not in this podcast, but we will allude to what's going on over there as the world is, is as we speak right now, the world is coming to, or has come, the athletic world has come to Korea for the for the Olympics. And um, that's certainly an area, the, the Olympics, and going to many cultures. And, and you see these different cultures coming in, but opening ceremonies um, tend to be really interesting, I think, when you watch what they choose to do to represent their countries. I was fascinated during the Beijing Olympics, um, going back, what do we, is this eight years, four years, uh, something like that? Yeah. I, yes. I think it was. Yeah. The Beijing, the Beijing Olympics, um, just the volume of people involved in the opening ceremony. Yes. I mean, it was clearly a, ch- a choice yes. to overwhelm oh, yes. the viewer with putting, what, uh, the, the, the population of a major city into the stadium. Oh, yeah. the drummers. Yeah, the what, did, drummers. what did we have? We had the population of Minneapolis uh, at drumming. At least, and I think Mary Tyler Moore was out there. <laughs> it was Mary. again reference. Oh, yes. Did we well, did we lose her? We did. We did. Um, uh, I'm I'm thinking a little over a year ago. Something let's like talk that. about Beijing because that's making me too sad. Okay, let's moving right. on. So the drummers, so a million people, uh, like in the one stadium, right? So. What does that tell you about the culture? I mean, yeah, this the is the power of people the and the power, power of the group that you were talking the group. about earlier. This is the power of the group. If you put all these people together, look what you can make happen. Yes. Right. And there would be, it was no surprise, actually, that this would be a main theme in the Beijing Olympics. Right. In the Chinese Olympics. Right. And nor was it a coincidence or an accident that the Olympics opening ceremony in Beijing occurred at 8 o'clock um, at night Yes, on the 8th day of the 8th month. This is 8 o'clock their time. Their time. On the 8th day of, of their 8th month. Which was August. Okay. Right. Yes. Yeah. And the reason... In 2008. Okay. And, and, and why would that be not a coincidence? Because 8 is a lucky number in Chinese culture. Ah. And triple eights are super lucky. Really? And the eight, at eight o'clock on the eighth day of the, of the eighth month. Okay. This was no accident. No, that's uh, in 2008. Right. Just the opposite. The number four in Chinese culture is unlucky. Death, correct? It 
the word sound, and when you speak it in Mandarin, it's very similar in sound to the same word that for death. Okay. Right. So four is an unlucky. Many Chinese, for example, would, would pay a, a great deal of money to avoid having a, a, um, a license plate on their car mm. that had four in it. Okay. Or they'd pay a lot of money to get a license plate that had eights in it. Sure. Right. If you're hosting somebody from China and you're they're coming to visit you in America yes. and they're staying at a hotel, yes. tell the hotel, don't put them on the fourth floor. Okay. Don't schedule a meeting at four o'clock in the afternoon. Or a room with a four in it. Or a room with a four in it. Okay. Right? Or anything in fours. Yes. You know, don't don't bring them four plates of food. I mean, or it's just it's unlucky. Sure. You know. Um it's like thirteen, the thirteenth floor. I guess right. in the West, that right? We, typically, the buildings don't have a 13th floor in them in the United States. Yeah, or like people won't buy homes. Chinese um, who are looking to invest in the United States, they won't buy property if the address has too many fours in it. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is very important. Yeah, yeah. sure. And so I, anyway, I was impressed that the Beijing Olympics took this into consideration. It really did show that the, the, the human element as opposed to the technology element that can be there. And I thought the Korean opening ceremonies were very interesting in the sense that they did that. They also had drummers. They had a large quantity of them out and there. And they had the white tiger as the and central symbol. And they had the symbol. white tiger, yes. But they also had a great deal of technology that came in that did things that were that perhaps could have been done in other ways, but they did with technology because it is a, South Korea is a very technologically advanced country. They are the most wired nation in the world. Yeah, and people, especially in the United States, people don't understand that. They even, I think that recently they just passed a law about um, uh, cell phone addiction, where, where you can't use Did your they? Because that's a, that's a discussion a here in the United States at this point. As it should be. Yes. And whether, yeah, I mean, is that real or is it not? And Un- unless so, you're listening you to this it? podcast on your handheld. In that case, right, and they, there is no such thing as no a such addiction. Thing. No, right. none and, whatsoever. And, and, we and, have documented proof of that. And in fact, <laughs> we are manipulating the cell phone addiction so that you don't even have, don't even think about not tuning in to the next episode. Absolutely, because you already are processed to do so. I believe that they have done studies. I, I've heard there are studies done that say that. If you listen to this podcast, this podcast, this podcast, and you continue to listen to future versions of this podcast episodes, then that is not that will keep you from having an addiction to your cell phone. I think that that truly is is that way. Yeah, that's how they that's how that's right. That's (laughs) well put. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Well, uh, you know what? Um, I think uh, your culture showing, and I think that's a good thing. Uh, that's we're um we're gonna wrap this baby up, and um and we'll come back to several of these things next time because um we we opened up a lot of doors and uh and and, we're and now the s- wind is coming in. And it is. I'm freezing out. over here. We gotta get out of here. All right, all right. <laughs> well, this is Tom Peterson. I'm your host. That's Torin uh, laughing in the background. He's our producer. And Dean Foster, who is... Who are you? I'm closing the windows. Thank you very much. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> oops, your culture showing. Your showing. Yeah, there you go. Thank you. And smell ya. Oh. 
Okay, I'm speaking very quickly because I realize that you listened to the entire thing and now you're done. You thought it was all over, but I'm still talking. How come I'm still talking? Well, because I really need you to subscribe to Oops, Your Culture's Showing because we're a brand new podcast and we can really use your help. So we appreciate it. Just subscribe to Oops, Your Culture's Showing through iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts from. Thanks.